Welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered Feelings. I am so excited about today's episode. I'm your host, Gabby Brooks, and today it's just going to be you and me, baby. We're going to sit down and have a conversation, and I'm so excited about it. Today, we are going to be talking about anxiety because I know sometimes when you're in the midst of struggles, it can feel like it's the end when only it's the beginning. And I know it's hard to see that because I've been through it. I want to share this story because I feel like it's important when you're going through something like this to have someone to compare your situation to to realize that it's not the end but only the beginning and cannot stress that enough there's so much more in life for you despite your feelings and what you're going through so i'm so excited to kick off today's episode so let's get into it hey you guys welcome back to another episode of unfiltered feelings i am so excited to talk to you guys especially for us just to be one-on-one talking i think there's something I'm going to say this so many times. There's something beautiful about this podcast and it's bringing people together in ways that I wasn't expecting it to. I knew that there was going to be some ripples from this podcast for the better and for the kingdom, but I really didn't see it at the time. Um, when we've only shot two episodes and put it out into the world and I've already had people reaching out to me about how much this podcast is helping them and that just makes my heart so happy because I know that I'm on the right track and that following God's will for me is doing good because <laughs> at first as much as people might think that starting a podcast <laughs> would be really easy and it's like wow that's cool like why wouldn't you be excited about that honestly when I released the first episode I didn't sleep for three nights I think because of I had so much anxiety over starting this I had so much doubt in myself starting this and why would anyone want to listen to it and I remember going through this and thinking God put this on my heart for some reason and he's been trying to get me to do this for such a long time but I really don't know the purpose behind this and me I'm gonna bring up enagrams right now but me being a three putting something out there into the world and not knowing if it's gonna do good freaks me out like I feel like if I'm to put something out into the world I need to know that it's going to do good and honestly with this podcast even still if it only affects a few people I've already seen the ripples effects of the podcast and how it has positively affected people and the feedback I've been getting from it is just blows my mind and so thank you guys once so much for giving so much support on this podcast I am truly thankful And for people, like, I was expecting my close friends to be the only people who were listening to it. And I'm realizing that it's not just reaching them, though. It's reaching other people, which is just blowing my mind. And I'm having all these other people that I wasn't expecting to hear anything about the podcast from reach out to me. And it just warms my heart so much because I'm like, wow, this really is affecting people more than I expected it to do. So that just proves even if this is still only going to be a little thing, if it's still affecting people the way that I'm seeing it affect people, it's all worth it. And even though sometimes following God plan for you doesn't make sense at all because I never I honestly never wanted to start a podcast I never wanted to be that person that was starting a podcast and was like I'm a podcaster and getting out anything because you're scared of rejection from the public so I never wanted to be in that situation and that just proves that God's plan is bigger than our own and even when it doesn't make sense at the time or even when you don't want to do it it's still gonna end up 
working out because his plan is so much bigger than our own and I can't help but say that because it is on my heart to say it's not what we're talking about at all today but I am truly thankful for you guys and anyone who's listening to this and also I'm so shocked about how many people want to be on the podcast. (laughs) I was expecting to have to try to beg people to be on the podcast and be like, please, please be on it. And now I almost don't know how to organize it all because there's so many different people who want to be on the podcast. And it's a good problem to have is not being prepared for that much love and support from other people and people wanting to help others through their story, which I think is so, it blows my mind. Like everything about this blows my mind. Of course, I still have anxiety due to starting the podcast and everything but all of everything that's came from it has all been good and I know there's still gonna be bad feedback from it there's still gonna be people who don't agree with what I'm doing on here but if it's impacting people the way I'm seeing it impact people oh my goodness this is only the beginning and I'm so excited to see where this goes but with all that being said today It's going to be me and you. Every two to three weeks, I'm going to have a podcast where me and you just kind of sit down and have a conversation because as important as it is that I'm bringing all these other people with different perspectives in on this podcast, I think it's also important that you guys get to know me too so that you know what I'm doing is genuine and it's not from a selfish type of thing where I'm trying to promote myself through a podcast it's like a genuine why my passion is for this podcast and also if I'm going to bring other people on here I want others as much as they are opening up to me and to you guys I also want to be doing the exact same because I feel like it's not fair to ask all these other people to open up and me not doing any of that in return so I want you guys to get to know me and my story and it will help you realize the passion behind this podcast because if I didn't go through the struggles and the things I went through I wouldn't be making this podcast. I wouldn't have such a passion to help people. And for people who don't know, I've actually moved a lot in my life. I am 19 years old and I have lived in Florida, California, North Carolina, and Atlanta all in the span of, let me see how long, all in the span. I moved all those places. I stayed in Florida till I was 12. And then after Florida, we moved a lot, especially high school. I had five years in high schools. I went to four different high schools. I moved to three different states, which is just crazy. Like, I know people who are military families, and they're like, wow, that's crazy. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. But if that gives you a little bit more of a perspective, why I think different perspectives are important because I've seen so many different cultures and so many different people and their struggles are alike yet the way that they view life is so much different and the way like everything about it which has allowed me to have this maturity at such a young age where it's like I can see everyone's side of the story and I think there's something beautiful about that and I want to express this to the world that different perspectives can change a lot and sometimes we need to respect others perspectives and others outlook on life because sometimes we see at such a narrow focus of everything and it can be bad for ourselves too when we're going through something and we only see our side and we don't even know that other people are going through the exact same thing allows us to feel lonely in our situations which can be more crippling than the actual situation we're going through so I feel like if I was to make this podcast other people would have this broader um, perspective 
I'm going to say perspective so many times because it is so important. I cannot stress this enough how important perspective can change everything. Different perspective can make your day a whole lot better. A different perspective can change the course of your life even. So I feel like when I say perspective, there's so much gravity on the word that it just blows my mind. And I feel like with this podcast, you guys will all see that it is so important. And I loved one thing, some of the feedback I got from the podcast, actually both podcasts I got the same thing, was other people loved hearing the story through their friends, their sons, their daughters' eyes because they had never seen it that way before. They saw it through their eyes, but this time they got to see it through a different lens. And they said that it was mind-blowing to see it through their eyes and not just their own. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever because I never thought about it that way. I was never like, oh, they're going to share their story and others are going to be like, wow, I didn't know what it was like through their eyes. So I feel like that's just beautiful in and of itself is that we get to allow people to see things see stories that they've been through with the person in a different perspective because you can be walking through something with someone but you don't truly understand what they're going through sometimes you don't see it through their eyes and their lens you see it through your eyes and your lens and you're still walking with them through it but there's two different perspectives walking through it and I just think that is so cool that people have had that outcome from this podcast But getting into what we are talking about today. Now, a lot of people don't realize this. I actually struggled majorly with anxiety. I stayed in, or let's back it up. So one day I was actually in math class my junior year and I didn't, and I started to have chest pains. And if you know anything about chest pains, ever since you're young, they tell you if you have chest pains, you need to go to the hospital because you're having a heart attack. So in my head, I'm thinking I am having a heart attack. Then it gets worse because I didn't want to be, I was like, I'll wait till after class to ask someone about it. (laughs) I don't know why I was thinking that, but I was like, it'll be fine. Like if I'm having a heart attack, I can survive till the end of class. Like, I don't know what was going through my head. But then the walls feel like they're closing in. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And you kind of get this like black, almost like the vintage filter that you can do on Instagram where it kind of blackens around the photo. That's what my vision was doing. So it was blackening around everything I was viewing. So that's happening. Then my breath, I can barely breathe. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm dying. This is the end. So finally, I get up the courage to go tell my teacher. And I say it very calmly because I didn't want people to be like, what's going on? Because for some reason, I was embarrassed if I was having a heart attack. Like, I don't know why I would be embarrassed. Like, wouldn't you be thinking about you dying? But no, I was thinking about how embarrassing it would be to have a heart attack in class for some reason. So I calmly go up to the teacher and I'm like, hey, I'm about to faint. And (laughs) she just kind of looked at me like, hmm what is Gabby talking about? And she was like, okay, you can go to the office. And then afterwards I go to the office and she didn't send anyone with me or anything. Cause I said it so calmly. I was just like, okay, I'm about to have a heart attack. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm freaking out. I'm like starting to prepare what I'm going to say to my family for my last words. And it's just kind of all going down. But then I'm like, whew, 
Maybe it's not a heart attack. Maybe I'm just going crazy. So I finally get up to the office. I know the people in the office. We say hi. And I'm like, I feel like I'm about to faint. And I tell them the symptoms. And I was expecting them to say something like, no, you're crazy. You're fine. Because I tend to, I'm like a hypochondriac where I think I have symptoms. I never really go up to the office and say that. But I always feel like I have some weird like disease or something so I was expecting them to be like you're crazy but no they call 911 and that's when it really starts repping off and I'm like I am about to die and if you know me though in those situations where they're just really you shouldn't be making jokes is when I start making jokes almost like Chandler Bing off of friends so in that moment when the fire department's getting there and stuff I start making jokes to the fire department but on the inside I'm like I am dying and I'm already preparing what I'm gonna tell my parents for my last breath and I am telling myself this is the end you are dead. You are already dead. In my head, I am already in a tomb and my family is coming to my funeral and I'm looking up and I'm, my little ghost is looking around going, oh wow, what could you have done differently with your life? So all of this is going on. I'm freaking out a bit. Then finally they get me there. They get there and then the fire department hooks me up to this, I think it's a KEG where it takes a photo of your heart and like they're hooking me up to this thing in the room and I'm kind of like at this point I'm going oh no don't tell me don't tell me I don't even want to know if I'm dying like I'm just going to the worst case situations like now I'm laughing about it but back then I legit thought I was dying so they finally they hook me up to it and then they go oh it was just a panic attack <laughs> and I remember just sitting there and being like no it's not and I, I think I even told them that. I said, no, you don't understand. Like, I'm dying. <laughs> and I remember I made a joke about it. But I was being dead serious. Like, when I make jokes about stuff, I'm really being dead serious about it. So we make this big joke about how I'm actually dying. And then they're like, no, 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 no. You're fine. It was a panic attack. Now, at that point, I still believe that people with anxiety were over dramatizing over being over dramatic about their situation and I thought they were kind of I don't want to say faking it but doing it for attention almost so whenever someone would tell me they were having a panic attack I always assumed that they were just wanting attention and seeking something else so I never took it that serious so when he told me that I remember thinking no you don't understand I'm not like that and I remember thinking I don't do that for attention I'm actually dying so in that situation they leave and they're like no you don't understand you're fine have a nice day they had other things to do they leave and then for about a month and a half or so I'm still seeking everywhere to figure out if I'm dying or if there's a disease going on with me that I'm unaware of. So all of this is happening and I was on the volleyball team at the time and I even quit the volleyball team because I didn't know what was going on with me and I really thought that I was dying for such a long time and then finally after about a month and a half I realized that this had to be anxiety there was nothing else that seemed to be causing this the all the doctors said it was anxiety I guess after you go to so many different people you need to realize that it is anxiety instead of it's crazy though what your body can do under so much stress and how it can really impact your body because I remember I would constantly be tired I couldn't, I remember not being myself during that time and wondering what was going on because I was like, 
what can cause your body to act like this other than a disease? Turns out anxiety can really have major effects on your body, which I was very unaware of. So I went through a lot of migraines. I went through a lot of days where I just didn't have any energy whatsoever. I remember feeling just like if the life was sucked out of me most days. And it's crazy that after all those years of thinking that these people who said that they suffered from anxiety weren't being overdramatic, they just felt like they were going crazy and they had all these symptoms and they didn't know how to deal with them. And I'm forever so sorry for the people I would tell it's just a mental game that you need to just switch your mindset and everything will be okay and stop being overdramatic. I remember there was one friend, she had anxiety. I actually told her, stop being overdramatic this is fine. Get over it. And I remember telling her that. And then why I'm going through all this, I'm going, oh my goodness, I cannot believe I told her that. And I remember later on apologizing to her for telling her those things because I was like, I had no idea what you were going through. I had no idea the turmoil that was going on in your head that instead of you going home and being able to rest and being away from everything, your brain was at battle with itself. And when you were alone, your own thoughts were at enemies with each other and you can never get rest and then your body is actually having implications from the battle that's going on in your head and I had no idea you felt so crazy when in reality you're not crazy it's just something going on with you and it's okay to not be okay which is why one reason I felt so led to talk about this today because there was a ton of different ideas things I wanted to talk about today was because our pastor, Louie, I go to Passion City Church, which is by far, oh my goodness, I love that place so much. But he is doing a series on it's okay to not be okay, dot, 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 but Jesus. And I think that's so great because sometimes we think that if we are believers and if we are Christians, that life is going to be perfect for us. When in reality, God even tells us life is not going to be perfect. Life is going to suck sometimes and it's okay though. And it's okay not to be okay, even if you're a Christ follower. And God tells us so many times in the Bible that we're going to walk through trials. The difference between being a Christian, not being a Christian is you have God to hold on to and you have God walking beside you and he's going, child, it's okay. We're going to get through this valley together and you have his power now with you. So when you're walking through it, you have a purpose. You have a person that you're fighting for and fighting with you. And you know that the person fighting with you is the one who's over all creation. And you know that he is the victor at the end. So you know you're on the winning side of the battles that you're fighting on a day to day basis whether that is anxiety, depression, or a situation, you know that he's there with you. And I feel like that is something that Christians sometimes forget about is that life is still going to suck. There's no, no other way to put it, but life sometimes just sucks. And just because you're a Christian, just because bad things happen doesn't take away the fact that God still loves you through it all. It doesn't take the fact that he's still walking beside you and he's going, child, I know life on this earth is not going to be perfect, but I'm going to walk alongside with you because now with me, you have a new purpose. You have a new love. You have worthiness in me. Even if the world is telling you you are unworthy, even if the world is telling you you are crazy, I do not see you as that. I see you as a beloved son and daughter for me. And I sometimes that's so hard to comprehend because 
we see the world around us and the world feeds us all these lies and constantly the world hates Christianity as a whole and not necessarily to our faces, but the things they say and how could then we start to have this thought process of how could God ever love us through these situations? And I know I thought that with my anxiety sometimes as I was like, God, how could you let this happen to me? How could you let this to cripple me and to destroy me? And going back, that was a tangent, but that I feel like that's so important to be said. And that's one of the reasons I really want to talk about this today is that through this situation, it only escalated. So from that moment and from realizing that what I had, I almost grew a fear to anxiety itself. And it wasn't just these fears that were already causing anxiety. Now you have a fear of actually having anxiety and panic attacks. So not only do you have everything that's causing the anxiety, now you have anxiety causing anxiety. So it's just this whole snowball effect of, well, how is this ever going to get better? And I remember just going down this downward spiral and thinking, oh my goodness, this is just getting worse. And each day it just seemed to get worse. Each day it seemed that I would have more restlessness, more restlessness. And everywhere I would go, I never had peace. I was living with this anxiety constantly. I remember having constant compression around my chest and not knowing how to get it away. And I remember for months at a time, I would actually have this constant pressure all around my chest and not knowing how to handle it so it got to a point where already I'm struggling with through around this time when I did develop anxiety I was already struggling with the thought of how can God love me and let all these different things happen to me all these different trials that I've went through I was still struggling I never doubted that he was real but I doubted if he cared if he loved me through it all and so I'm already struggling with that. Then you get anxiety on top of that. And you're like, wow, you must hate me. And I remember going through days and being like, God, I want to believe you love me. And I remember crying out every now and then and being like, I really want to believe this. I want to believe that you love me. And I want to believe that I am loved by someone and I find worthy from someone. But I feel like you're finding satisfaction through my pain. And you're looking up from heaven going, wow, this is fun to toil with this girl. And I remember being all of this and almost getting so frustrated. And then I was so consumed by this anxiety that was crippling me. And during this time too, I never told anyone really what I was going through. I had several friends who would tell me that they were going through anxiety. But even them, I wouldn't open up about it. I would keep it in my bubble. And I remember thinking if someone knew what I was going through or these thoughts that were crippling me, they would think I was crazy. And I never wanted to take off this look of perfection that I was trying to put out to the world. And I remember every now and then I would have panic attacks and I would come out of the bathroom after having a panic attack. And someone would come up to me and be like, wow, you look like you have it all put together, Gabby. Like you live such a great life. And I remember those words would come out of people's mouths after I would have a meltdown in the bathroom. And I would be thinking, little do you know, I just was crying in the bathroom and I can barely breathe most days and I feel like I'm dying on the inside and every day is a struggle for me to live. And I went through these moments of, wow, if only you knew. But I never had the courage to tell you what was going on on the inside because I still wanted to put up this facade that everything was okay. Even if you're coming to me telling me that your life sucks at the moment, I'm never going to tell you what's going on with me. 
I'm just going to let you get to know the person that I want you to know. I'm going to let you get to know this image that I want you to know. And nothing more. And you're not going to actually get to know me, know me. Because I'm too scared to let you know me, know me. Because I feel crazy in my anxiety. And I don't want you to think of me the way I think of myself. And I remember having these thoughts. And wow. It was just... And through this time is when I started to look for other things to numb the pain I was going through. And I looked for other things like... Anytime I could get alcohol, I would get alcohol. Anytime I could do anything to numb it, I would try to. And it was to a point of where, like, people didn't realize how bad it was either. I kind of put on this, oh, yeah, I'll go out and party with you. And I put on this facade of, oh, I'll do this, yeah. But I don't want to lose this perfection either. So some things that I would do, most people wouldn't even know I did it because I put on this facade of, I want you to still think I'm perfect even when I'm struggling. So all these things I'm using to numb my situations, I'm only going to let you know half of what's actually happening. And the rest of it I'm keeping a secret in myself. And you're not going to know at all anything I'm doing to numb this pain. And you're not going to know about the pain. And I realized the more and more I tried to numb this feeling, the worse and worse it would get. And I didn't understand that. I would go, even it got to a point where the things that used to kind of put a little bit of a numbing on it would actually increase it and I didn't expect that and then when you're at that point where it seems like nothing is helping your anxiety that's crushing you from the inside out you just get in this dark dark space and I remember just in this dark space thinking nothing is ever gonna be the same I am never gonna be the person I used to be I am never gonna get out of this pain and this hurt and I remember the only thing that was keeping me going was my family and my little sister because I remember if I were to ever stop breathing, I, it would affect them so much more. And I remember in that thing, I was always going, I can never be that selfish to take away their joy. So I'm going to keep rotting in my own grief and my own pain for them. Because I remember thinking I can never put this on someone else's life when it's affecting me like this. And I never wanted anyone to feel the way I felt. So I thought I had to keep going, which is grace from God that I kept going. And I had that mindset over and over again that those feelings of even though I was in so much pain, I never wanted to end it for myself because I knew how much it would affect other people. So that part of it never even I never even want to do it because I couldn't have ever put anyone else in that situation. So thank God that I had that mindset and that he gave me that mindset to protect myself from myself. So I'm forever grateful for that one. And then it gets to this point of where you're at this low, low point. There's not really, you just feel like nothing, like your life is worthless. And for me, it's uh, this part is a little all over the place just because I'm going back to these emotions. I'm going back to these thoughts that I had then. It breaks my heart for myself. I actually wrote down when I was going through that 
The day drifts on as I sit in my bed. The devil attacks the thoughts in my head. The worrying of tomorrow comes creeping in. Some call it self-destruction. Others know the truth. This darkness inside me cannot be controlled. As this feeling consumes my body, the walls start closing in. The air gets thin. Is this ever going to end? Because I remember thinking, and that was my day-to-day -day struggle, of thinking this is never going to end. I'm going to be like this. I've lost the old Gabby. The old Gabby's never coming back. I'm stuck in this misery. And it's okay, though, because I'm fighting for my family and my friends. But I'm not fighting for myself anymore. I know that this is going to be me forever now. And I remember thinking about this time and thinking, I have no future. I have no plans. I have no purpose on this earth. Out of all the millions of people, I have no purpose. And it wouldn't matter what happens to me in the future. And I remember thinking these thoughts in my head on a day-to-day -day basis and going, I don't know why I'm still here. And it hurts me so much to know I was at that point about a year and a half ago where I really didn't think that there was anything left for me. And now looking at myself now, and I have so much joy for every single day. And I thank God for every single day I'm here on this earth because I find joy and happiness through the things, even through the pain, I still find happiness through him. But that took a while and overcoming anxiety doesn't happen overnight. And again, I'm so sorry for this being a little bit all over the place, but this is real feelings that have happened in the past. And it's hard when you are going through real emotions. And again, this is unfiltered. So this is just me talking about what happened. But as this went on, I remember then finally we moved to Atlanta. And when I moved to Atlanta, I didn't know anyone. I didn't have any reason to get really out of the house besides certain events where I could actually meet people. And also I was homeschooled that year because I had moved so much. I had already went down a grade because of all the moves and all these different situations. So I ended up doing online school. And during this time, I actually spent two months where I didn't get out of the house. Like I would get out of the house for maybe an hour and then I'd have a panic attack and have to come home. I remember I would try to go to events where I could meet people because I go to an amazing church called Passion City Church. And that's the reason we were brought to Atlanta. And I remember I would try to go to church and then I would have an anxiety attack at church. So I couldn't sit through a whole service without having a panic attack. And if you know anything about a panic attack, you feel like you're about to pass out and you might actually pass out. So I had this fear of passing out in the middle of service. And sometimes this still affects me to this day. But back then, it was just crippling. I couldn't sit through a whole service. So I remember having to exit service like after the first 10 minutes. And I just couldn't get out of the house. So I would stay home and my family would go meet up with other families and they would want me to come. But I just couldn't get out of the house. I remember... The only people who really knew what was going on was my family because you can only hide it from them for so long. And I remember why this is all going on. I just felt so low. And for that first month, I remember just thinking, there, I don't know what's going to happen. And then there's these fears of what's going to happen in the future. Well, how am I going to live my life if I can't even get out of the house right now? I know no one now. They're, all my other friends are growing in their lives and they're doing all these great things. They're all getting accepted into these colleges and I can't even get out of the house. So I have all this going on in the back of my head. And I remember thinking, what is left for me? And 
I remember it was so hard on my family to see me go through this because I went from being a very social person to all of a sudden not being able to be around people. And I remember having fights with my mom all the time because this anxiety made me feel crazy and I remember just not being able to handle it. And I didn't know how to handle my emotions. I didn't know how to handle these thoughts that were crippling me and it was just me alone with my thoughts. And that first month was so awful. I cannot express how awful it was. It was the darkest time in my life, and I never thought I could reach that low. Then we go to the second half. The second half, I had officially been like, I need to change something up. And that's when I, I had finally went back and been like, yo, God, I'll give you another chance. If you can prove to me that you love me and that there's something left for me, then we'll see about starting another relationship with you and we'll see about running back towards you, but I don't see how it's going to happen. And then the more I started to discover all these things and started to slowly run back to him, I remember thinking, okay. The first time I kind of made a step back in his direction, I remember thinking, I'm not anxious for a second. There was like a brief second of peace. And I remember that that little light showed me that maybe there is hope. So as soon as I saw that hope, I started to pull closer and closer to him. And during that second month, when you're alone and you can't get out of the house and you're just, all you have is really God, you really get to know God. And I realized how much I didn't know about God beforehand because I was so scared to actually get to know him because I was comparing him to human size and I didn't realize his bigness. And I was so scared to actually get a full relationship with him because so many people in my past had hurt me, even those who were really close to me. And I didn't want to learn too much about him and get disappointed by him. So for all those years, although I was following him, I didn't fully know him because I was scared to fully know him. And then the more I learned about him and the more I learned about his attributes, the more I realized how much he loved me and he proved over and over again, child, I've been running towards you this whole time. I was waiting for you to come back for... To me, I was waiting for you to realize just because life sucks sometimes, I still love you and I'm walking with you. I am not trying to hurt you. I do not see you up there and laugh when you're in pain. I love you so much. And I remember one time literally hearing from God and being like, he said, you're going to be okay. Keep going. And I remember that time that I've never actually heard his voice that clearly but that time there's no doubt in my mind that I heard God's voice tell me that and then finally after this month I slowly I start reaching up the courage to go out again and it started with baby steps first I started slowly going into things I remember we had this college night which I now go to all the time that actually I kept trying to go, but I would have a panic attack on the outside and I would just, I couldn't make it into the building. And I remember always driving there and having a mental breakdown because I didn't know anyone in there. It terrified me going in there. Then finally one day I told myself, if you can walk in, go to the bathroom and walk out, then that's okay. That's your baby step. You don't have to go all the way. I understand how much anxiety is crippling you right now, and I know it's not going to happen overnight, but I know you're going to go in there one day, and you're going to make a ton of friends, and it's all going to be okay, but right now, that is your step in the right direction, and it's okay if it's a small one, but it's a giant one for you. So I remember that day walking in, going to the bathroom, coming back out, and being so excited that I just made it into the doors. 
And then after that day, the next time I went in and I told myself I'm going to sit down next to someone and who I sat down next to ended up being Tina, who I had on the last podcast, who turned into one of my really good friends. They were very unaware of how much effort it took me to get and sit down next to them and just ask if I could sit down. But that was my step. I remember I went in, I sat down. I listened to the thing and then I told myself I need to get out of here. And I remember I told myself right afterwards I need to get out of here as fast as I can. But that was my step because I actually sat down. I met someone and I went to service. And then I came back again. And I stayed through the whole time and hung out with people afterwards. Then I started volunteering. And then before I know it, this community that I'm building while I'm going through anxiety and was helping me out and the anxiety was decreasing. And the more that anxiety, the only reason anxiety was decreasing because God was increasing in my life. And I was putting more faith in him than I was my situation because before all my fear was controlling me. But now I'm telling my fear that my God is so much bigger than that because now I realize the bigness of him that I didn't realize before. Even though I was following him, I didn't realize how big he was. And I feel like that was really the turning point was realizing how big he is because sometimes it's hard to comprehend and all this being said is that now I'm in such a great place in life and of course I still struggle with anxiety but it's not to the point I used to now when people see me if I tell them I ever had anxiety they tell they look at me and they go you used to have anxiety I'm like yeah I used to have anxiety and I still struggle with anxiety but you know what There's joy in the morning. And when the song says there's joy in the morning, there's actually joy in the morning. So if you're struggling with anxiety, when I was in the midst of it, I never thought that there would be anything left for me. I never thought I would be doing a podcast or that I would have such great friends, such great community, that I would have jobs that I have now. I never expected to have opportunities I have now. And God continues to show me that I am worthy to him and I am beloved daughter despite what my feelings used to tell me that he loves me and I'm a masterpiece in his image and even if I don't understand the path even if I don't understand what's going on in my life I still have him to pull down from and he's gonna be walking with me the whole time and he doesn't see me and go ha 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 look what you're going through he sees me and he goes you are a beloved child of God even if you don't feel like it right now I know life is hard and I know what happened and I sent Jesus Christ down and he went through a lot of stuff just like you guys did because I love you so much and it just took that switch to really be where my anxiety I became an overcomer of anxiety and I feel like if you need if you're going through anxiety or depression the biggest thing one is to look for community you can't do this alone and I know sometimes society tells you you need to do it alone and that you will burden people if you tell them your situation and what you're going through but in reality that's what the devil is telling you and that's not what you're supposed to do if anything that keeps you more in your situation than anything else you cannot grow alone you need others around you who can lift you up and help you through this and you are not burdening other people by telling them your situation what you're going through you are getting help and that's what you need in your situation another thing is if you are going through something and you think that god hates you due to your circumstance he does not hate you due to your circumstance 
And I know it doesn't seem like it sometimes, but I promise you he does not hate you. Promise you he loves you despite what you're going through, despite how you feel. I promise you he is not trying to torture you. And I know this sounds crazy, but at what I went through, I no longer, I'm somewhat thankful, I am thankful for the situations I have went through. I no longer question why I went through them because through them I became the person I am today and I'm so proud of who I am today. And sometimes hard situations build strong people for what you have planned in life. You cannot make it somewhere overnight and I cannot stress that enough. Life isn't instantaneous. You becoming the person you are meant to be is not instantaneous either. And if you have big plans and big purpose in life, sometimes it takes a strong person to be able to feel those shoes and maybe God is preparing you for something big and you need to go through those situations to build yourself up, to become a strong person that God needs you to be in a great, strong, situation and that is what the future holds for you so even though it doesn't make sense I promise you one day it will and even if we don't understand quite what's going on or what God's purpose is for us or if you're going through anxiety and you're like how do I overcome it I promise you it will get better even if you feel like it will never get better I thought it would never get better when I was sitting in my room for that two months but God had a different plan for me and I'm where I am today, and I'm so thankful to be alive every single day. And I feel like if you need to hear that life will get better, this is your wake-up call that life will get better, despite everything that's happening in your life. This is just a season, and it's not the end. Your situation is just a wound. It's not the, you aren't dead yet. And there's a reason you're not dead. Never Believe the lie that the devil will tell you that you are worthless, you have no purpose, because I fully believe that if you are still alive and breathing, you have so much in store for you, and never let him tell you otherwise. So I just want to wrap this all up because I think I've went over time quite a bit. I just want you guys to all know going into this week that you are so loved, and even though your situation seems like Nothing can ever work out. I promise you there's so much more for you. And I'm so sorry that you're going through the situations that you're going through. And I just hope you guys have a great week. Again, thank you, thank you so much. And this will also be everything that I'm talking about today will be kind of broken down to an other podcast this one was a little bit all over the place because it is again my unfiltered feelings about a situation that really impacted my life and sometimes that's harder to have more structure around especially when it's just you talking to you guys we're all having a conversation right now but it definitely is something that isn't this is going to be one of the more all over the place podcasts and I'm sorry about that but I do think that this is an important podcast to have especially setting up to a lot of more a lot of different things that are going to happen with the next several podcasts so I'm so excited that you guys actually listened to this one and I hope you guys have a great week this week and I will see you guys back next Thursday (laughs) 
you guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Unfiltered Feelings. Reminder that every single Thursday, there will be a new podcast. That is so exciting. And again, I cannot stress this enough. I am not an expert in anxiety, but I do understand the struggle of going through. And I know for a fact that there is victory on the other side, despite what your feelings are telling you. There's so much more. There's a purpose in your life, even when you don't feel like there is. So I just want to leave you guys with that thought. And I hope you guys have a great this week. And I cannot wait to see you guys next Thursday.